Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your host, Corinne. What's going on? Guys, today I have with me Angelina Lim. Angelina is a writer, a flight attendant, a traveler, a New Yorker, and a human. Thank goodness she's a human because I want her to talk to me about some things. And she's currently working on a queer comic book and novel. Angelina, what's going on? Hi. Such what's a up? pleasure to finally have you oh in my, my home. Oh, my God. I'm I so love glad. your home. Your home's fantastic. Thank and it's you. such a pleasure to be here. I cannot wait to talk to you. I'm really thrilled that you decided to come on and talk with us. Um, so, you know, my first question, because when we, when we first sort of had our conversation, I ran into you at a party. You were telling me that you were a flight attendant. Yeah. Been I'm, doing it for almost four years now. Four years? Yeah. Crazy. How did you get into being flight attendant? Uh, so, it's kind of to spite my ex. Oh, well, what? Yeah. This is a story about an ex? Okay. This is more juicy than I was expecting, folks. They were trying <laughs> for five years to become a flight attendant. Okay. And uh, once they got in, they dumped me. <gasps> and I was like, well, you know what? I need a change in life. I need a change in pace and da 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 and I'm like, why don't why do I become a flight attendant? Why, why not? Why what, not try for this? What, was there was that was there something that already appealed to you about it? This no, could just be even, about spite. Come no, on. I didn't even know that was a job. I was like, people <laughs> people apply to be flight attendants? You you work on an airplane? What? Yeah. So yeah, I, I applied thing. and I got in like within a, what, six months? Really? And it took her over I don't know how long. Five years to like finally okay, get something. So, you had some so I was like, clearly you right. had some bragging rights. Yeah. How, how do you apply to become a flight? Attendant? What do you need? Like, what is the experience you need to become? A, it's incredible. Well, don't be too short. I think yeah. that's <laughs> you got to reach that bins. <laughs> I never thought about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you made the cutoff. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could reach the bins. I couldn't. Maybe even may not close it, but I could reach them. But you need more than that. What do you need? Like, what I else do you I think you need? need a college degree, okay. or actually maybe high school degree. I'm honestly not sure. About okay. That. Okay. But uh, if you have a language skill, that's actually helpful. Really? Okay. Uh, and they're always hiring now. I really? Feel like Delta, America, so, so all no, of them. There's no, there's no real like background needed. It's just, it's no. just really. But I guess you don't be have... a criminal. Don't just don't be an ex-criminal. That's and don't be an asshole either, because like you, obviously you're dealing with customers, so yeah. and flyers, so you don't want. You have to have some social skills. Right, right. Just don't a be few. a jerk. Right. So if you're a jerk, do not apply. It's not going to go well for you. Sounds like so. If you're interested in being a flight attendant, don't be a jerk. All right. So we we established that. So you know, Angelina, I think what's interesting about your story is that you present as masculine. Yeah. Right. And you're a flight attendant. I'm going to tell you right now. If I got on a flight and you were on there, I'd be like, <laughs> oh shoot, the people on a flight. <laughs> I would be thrilled. I would be like, this is so awesome. There's a masculine presenting flight attendant. I would be in my glee. This is, I mean, come on. That's no, fantastic, I, That's right? honestly the best part I, of the flights when I walk in and I see somebody who is masculine presenting or is like queer identifying and they like eye contact and you're like, oh, I feel you. Yeah, We're family. We got I this. I love that. I love it. So, so tell me, like, how does it go with your identity at work? Like, because, you know, like you have to wear a uniform, you know, you have to, you, you, you have an issued uniform. Are you, which, which, can you say? Yeah, sure. I'm with American Airlines. Okay. So you're with American. So obviously you have an American uniform. So mm-hmm. like, how does that work? How did you get your uniform? Did you have to get a tailor? Like, what did you, you know, how did that whole thing come about? Like, I'm curious. I think... All right, so not to put American on the spot, okay. but like in training, it is very old school. Like they want women in the skirts with the makeup, the hair put up, right. men with their ties and clean nails. So they're still like, pro- they're still pushing that uh-huh. even these days. Wow, even today. Okay. Uh-huh. 
And I think, but once you come out, they were like, you know, we want you to put your own personality in. We don't want to box you in because American is the idea. Everybody should be American. Okay. Well, whatever so, that, whatever okay. that means. Whatever that means indeed. <laughs> so I think when I started, I was like, you know, I'm not going to wear this scarf around my neck. It just feels like I can't do it. I'm not that person. <laughs> yeah. I got the Stop makeup on already. You got that for, our, wow. for me. Wow. Um, yeah. So I started wearing it as a tie shape. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to get a tie, but I can wear the scarf as a tie. And okay. that kind of evolved into where I'm just like, I only wear pants. Really? I wear like, I'm like, I'm kind of flat chested, let's be honest. So yeah. like I come off looking a little masculine with yeah. this tie scarf thing going on. Fantastic. And people are always a little confused when I'm like going through the aisles and I don't speak yet. They're always like, sir. And then I say something and I'm like, oh, oh, I mean, ma'am. And I'm like, wow. it's okay. That's no big deal. Yes. I don't mind. Interesting. So so you were wearing the issued like pants that you get and mm-hmm. like you just made the scarf a little tie. Yeah. Okay. So folks, that's how you, that's how you do dapper. <laughs> that's what I mentioned. Okay. That's how you do dapper as a flight attendant. I'm really impressed with that. It, that's it amazing. It doesn't need a lot. You don't need a lot. Wow. I, so did you have to do anything with tailoring? Did you have to get any of it tailored? We had to get a tailor because, yeah, because it's all just big and boxy. And Really? <laughs> the first time I wore the uniform, I looked like Kim Jong-il's cousin or something. <laughs> but my hair pulled back. And there's like, I had hair really long down to my middle of my back. So it was like tied up in this tight ponytail. And I had these glasses and this big <laughs> okay, jacket. Wait, wait, wait. It just looked bad. <laughs> that is... <laughs> it looked horrible. Oh my god, that's terrible. Okay, yeah. And so you're like, no, yeah. I, I have to do so because listen, I've seen you dress. You look great. Thank you. You know, you you look well put together. So I can imagine you put this thing on. You're like, something has to change. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let it's, me get this to a tailor yesterday. I can't represent the company and myself dressed oh, in this. Okay. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Good for you. So you went to a tailor. You got some things tailored. Like yeah. You, you got like, is it? Did you get this the jacket tailor? Everything gets you, a little more fit. Yeah. Not so big and baggy. I mean, like even the old. It was like an old school uniform where you had like shoulder patches so like i had these giant shoulder things i take the, no. those out yeah it just it was a little old school so do you, do you get how does how do you get the clothing do you have to order it like how does it how you get issued it as soon as you get out of training like this is your uniform this is what you have and you pay it off okay oh, and okay. then you get um you can get new uniform if you need it as the year goes on okay and so yeah. there's obviously standard sizing with the uniforms mm-hmm. and you're just like let me get as close as i possibly oh, yeah. can without looking like i'm wearing my dad suit you know yeah. <laughs> But then I was wearing my dad's suit, even though it was supposed to fit me, and so now I have to get a tail. I don't know. I think my dad looked even better than that. <laughs> that okay. was pretty bad. Well, good for you, because that's amazing that you did that. Like, do, So when other flight attendants see you, are they, do they say to you, did you tailor this? Like, do, no, do they ask I mean, you? Like, I think they know to keep their mouth shut, no matter what their opinions are. Yeah, they don't say anything. They don't say anything. I think it throws people off a little bit. Right. Because they're not used to it. I mean, it's a huge queer scene in the airline industry, but very few queer identifying women really yeah so so you're saying there's there are more men there are more like, there are way more, more men yeah. yeah there's definitely people who are who identify as trans and but the women just slim numbers really yeah oh wow maybe surprised somebody just told me like yeah i heard that you have a lot of lesbians and a lot of uh women that identify as queer on in the airline industry i was like who told you that lie i i wow yeah so that's so that's not the case do, you, do is there any is there like a um an alliance or any sort of like like with American, is there a place where LGBTQ people, like the community, within, yeah, yeah, the, uh, employees can sort of like gather so or talk a or whole bunch of different bases. New York just started their own Pride Alliance, yeah, maybe two three years ago, yeah. So that's just been kind of getting off, and we've been uh, going into the marches, the Pride March, yeah, yeah every year. It. So which is it's just great, which is a nice way to like kind of get more people in, but it definitely is lacking in the numbers yeah. like for women, yeah, yeah. And they're always looking at me like. <laughs> 
can you bring them in? I was like, I can't find them. I mean, how do I find how, them? How are you supposed to do <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, that's a tall order, by the way. That's kind of weird. So, um, let me ask you, uh, have you had any sort of in sort of incidents like while you were working with passengers that had a, like, I don't know, sort of in, you reacted to you in a way that just was negative or that was like, you know, really frustrating or just like, just like ignorant in, in some sort of way. It's, it's funny. I would have thought that I'd have a lot more problems. Yeah. But actually, it's been very smooth. Really? And most people don't say anything. And I think it's because they are aware that you're in a tight, confined space. Yeah. Where I'm technically in charge. Yeah. And they don't want to cause trouble. Interesting. I think I find more troubles with just people staring in general. Of course. But I think being in this community, you're used to people staring. You get over it. Or yeah. you, you make yourself get over it. That's true. I, t I totally agree with it. And, 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 I, and I obviously know exactly what you're saying there. I think, you know, I was having, so having a conversation with somebody uh, even yesterday, um, recording another guest, and she made a really good point about, you know, when you're in work or you're in a situation where you don't want to have to confront, like have people confront you about your Denny, I think that the idea that you, if you're bringing a level of comfort to the mm -hmm. situation, then then people themselves will also, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Not that it should have to should have to be on you to do that, but if you don't want, like it's there is this thing where people sometimes react to to, mm -hmm. to see you if you're not comfortable. Yeah, and I get the sense that I get the sense that if I was on your flight, you'd be like, this is what I do. <laughs> Yeah, totally Look at my agree with you. Freaking awesome neck scarf that turned into a tie <laughs> and made dapper shit. <laughs> I did have one guy comment. He's like, "I really like your tie," and I'm like, "Thank you. That's very nice of you to notice." You that know? is awesome. I love that. And I like that the women come on and they're always like, "I love your haircut," and I really want to do that. And I'm like, "You should go for That's it. Right. Why not?" That's right. Good for like, you. What do you have to lose? Exactly. They're like, "No, it won't work for me." And I'm like, "Who's to say?" Yeah. Give yeah. it a shot. Yeah, people. People need sometimes need a little encouragement. So it's good. You've good of you for doing that, and I love that you are just being yourself and being out and just like like identifying as you are I mean because you just don't see that and it's it, awesome it's not easy for, it's not easy no I know it isn't yeah I know it isn't so, but, but you're, you're you. making it look easy I'll thank say you that, I okay? appreciate that and I'm, I'm impressed I think you're awesome and I, if I again if I was on that flight I would be like I think it's time to order a little champagne because yeah, yeah, you go find what me. I see here <laughs> is making me happy and I made a toast even if I'm by myself uh, I, I may have to go toast to you in the next scarf doing the tie thing which I love all right, so let's talk a little bit about um, your writing. So you are uh, you you're writing a comic book. Yeah. Like like tell me about that. Like how did you get into comics? Have you been a writer for a while? Is this new? Tell I've me been about a that. writer for a while, not professionally, but just for myself. Yeah. Um, that's when I got my degree in. So it's oh, something yeah, okay. I love. Yeah. Um, but I haven't written a comic book before. So this I, is new. This is brand new. But I just see this trend, like, all these mainstream comic books that are, tend to be very straight. Yeah. Are like, oh, let me cash in on this trend here. And yeah. let me write about yeah. this queer woman. Or let me add one queer character. I'm going to I'm gonna turn Batwoman into a, yeah. a lesbian. That's true. Like, That's true. It's like, like a little bit, it's a little tokenized, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah. So I'm like, why don't I just write, actually write a comic book about a queer character? Like, a real person. Not something that they're just that. trying to turn into a token character. I love that. Like, so would this be a would this be a superhero? Was it just like about the adventures in the life of some queer girl? Like, <laughs> you know, like what? Like what is it? It's about? superhero based. Uh, That's it's great. going to be about somebody who's person of color. I would like to see more of that. More yes. people of color well, in needed. comic books. It's definitely needed. I think I'm going to make all of the cast people of color because it's just awesome. Everybody's so. I mean, I love white people. My partner's a white person. Yeah. So I mean, but. <laughs> 
see them around a lot. I really, I, I think. Change it up. I think we're going to have to be that. That's going to be the quote for your episode. I love white people. <laughs> They're pretty awesome. <laughs> partners. No, yeah. Know, you're my, my partner's white person. No, but I, I hear what you're saying. No, it, it would be good to have a comic book where there are more people of color. Like, there's not enough of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we had Black Panther, and that was a huge hit. But, like, it would be really nice to see more of that in a comic or a cartoon. And or, if Black you know? Panther was such a huge thing, and it's only one movie. That's right. Just one I mean, movie. You, so much at, pressure. Well, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, I think I think the people have spoken, though. Let's yeah. face it. I mean, what that movie made and, and the popularity of that movie can't be denied. Let's face it. Oh, for it, sure. Right? It, this is something we've needed. People want to see themselves in these characters. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, all the people that came out dressed up as the characters oh God, and the excitement it. for it. Oh, it was intense. It, it was pretty intense. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is un- so on a level I was not expecting, I have to say. Yeah. It, it was awesome. So I mean, it's beautiful to see, though. It, it, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what you do with this. Like, this is so exciting. We'll see. I don't want to say too much. Okay. I'm, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going to go exactly okay. with it. Okay, we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave that open. We're gonna. We're, you can talk to me when you are ready and you have more stuff you want to talk about. We'll have you come back on. You can tell me about that. But right now, you know what I'll do? I want to ask you about your personal style. Okay. So when you're not at when you're not at work and you're dressing for yourself and you know you're you, as you said you're masculine of center. What's your? How would you describe your personal style? I. You know, it's funny that I say masculine center because okay. when I started off, I was like, I don't want to go that far. I'm gonna be. I'm a tomboy. Okay sporty, whatever. Sure. And eventually became a more masculine center. Yeah. And then eventually evolved where I'm like, I don't care about definitions right. or labels anymore. Yeah, okay. And I find that it's hard to label anybody anymore. Well, la- the labels have become, there's there's a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like lines of being erased in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you know, I would hope that people are feeling that they can be more free to to be as free in their identity and expressing it as they want. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're not going to be like held to hard and fast rules. Like, now I, I do believe if you like your hard and fast rule, then we're yeah. your hard and fast rule. But if you don't, you should also be allowed to do that. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So, so I can see. I understand you. You seem like you have the reticence to say yes, masculine center, because you know what? Maybe you blur the lines and do whatever you want. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, like, tell me about your your clothing in that though. Uh, I that. tend to wear a lot of pants. Let's just be honest. I just wear a lot of sweatpants. I just I just <laughs> in sweatpants and sweaters. My partner's I'm telling her about like how to describe my style. Yeah. In your profile thing, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm masculine center. She's like, you just wear sweatpants, and 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 t-shirts, and you're comfortable and nerdy. With a tendency to be bougie. That, well, that's touching. Oh how my god! I think we gotta. We have to. We have to address that part. That's amazing. <laughs> so comfortable sweatpants, but the bouge has been thrown in there. Just a little bit. Tell, tell me about the bouge. Sometimes I mean, everybody wants to feel good. I mean, they there's dress nothing up. wrong with the bouge. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> demeaning the bouge. I'm saying, tell us about the bouge because I respect it. Do it. You know, I I like affordable fashion. Let's okay. put it that way. I, understand I, that. I feel like why should I spend a hundred dollars on a shirt that I might wear a few times right, out? Right, right. So I will find things that are affordable, and I tend to shop in the women's section. Do you? Yeah. So I, you, so you, I mean, because your your style looks to me very masculine. And if you can get away with that, that's pretty amazing. I know. I, mean, just, I always feel like there's a stereotype about how if you want to be masculine presenting, you have to go shop in the men's section. There's no way around it, and right. I'm like. That's not true. More and more, the women are starting to get a little more, less form-fitting. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. A little more boxy. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And so do you, but do you feel like 
you can get away with that because of how you look, you know, just how your body is or, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Because if you had, like, do you feel like you're, do you feel like you're super curvy in any way? You're not curvy, right? I, yeah, no, I'm just like a straight rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> straight rectangle. Well, and, and that's so that you're lucky in a way because when, if you're a masculine presenting and you're curvier, it is hard to go no, into you, you're totally right apartment that. And, and wear that clothing because you're just not, you're accentuating the things you don't want mm. to, you know? So no, you make a really good point. Yeah. And, yeah, and I guess sure. also... I'd say I understand why you maybe the women's department is also working for you because maybe the fit's better too. Mm. You know, no, I you think you're right. Things with the fit. You make it, a good point. Yeah, I think yeah. things do fit better where they're just not so tight, or yeah. things I can I can get away with a lot more. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you so as you as your identity sort of formed? Do you think that your style um, formed alongside it, or did, did what like what started first? I, I'm always curious about like. Like, did you think to yourself, you know, I want to like start looking a little more, like identifying more as this, and then so now I'm gonna do more dressing like this to make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what is what would you say? What started what? You know, like which? I think I always like being other. a tomboy when I was a little kid, but my mom is very, mm, very stereotyping. Very like yeah. you have to be in dresses. Yeah. You got a lot of frilly velvet things, oh, lace wow. and poofs. Yeah. <laughs> so it was always intense to try to like fit into this ideal that she had. Right. But I would always push. I'd be like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable in that. So it took a really long time for me to figure out what made me comfortable. Yeah. And what clothes to wear. Yeah. And I, for a long time, I thought I'm a woman. I have to wear these like crop tops. I have to wear something that will accentuate my bust or right. like you know, right. Right. it just didn't feel right. But right. I felt like I had to fit into that right. box. Right. Right. Well, that's. I mean, you know, being raised by parents who can be traditional, you, it's hard to sometimes step outside of that. Yeah. And and you know, and claim your own and sort of like your own way of expressing yourself. Um, but somehow it, it happened, though. It sounds like somehow you 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 came to a point where you're like, no, I can't do that. Like this does not feel good. Mm-hmm. And so when you started to wear clothing that felt good, like what? Did, tell me about. Give me an example of how that happened. Uh, I think when I started playing with ties. Like the idea, yeah. I had long hair by then, so I could have passed for straight girl yeah, yeah. easily. And people are always shocked that I was a lesbian. Yeah. Um, because so you had I long started, hair. Yeah, because yeah, I had long hair. So no matter what I wore, even if I wore a tie, they'd be like a little, huh. No, she's just playing around. She's just messing. Uh, she's experimenting. Wow, really? So I think playing with ties kind of pushed me there because it's so stereotyped that yeah. men wear ties. That's right. That's a masculine That's thing. Right. Women do not wear that. That's right. So, That's But right. then once you put one on, you kind of can't pretend anymore. Well, you know, I mean, and there's a woman, you know, there's a female, like, sort of feminine sort of way of, I should say, feminine way of wearing a tie. That's one mm-hmm. thing. But, like, mm-hmm. you're right. It's If you're wearing it with that sort of intention to yeah. say, like, to communicate that, I feel like ties are the thing that a lot of people who are masculine presenting that have relied on to really communicate, I am dressing in this way. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm owning this identity that is not traditionally what you'd see a female sort oh, of yeah. wearing. And so it's like, it is a very defining moment when you wear the tie. Because I remember wearing ties and being like, man, I feel amazing in this tie. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really sends that message, you know? It builds your confidence in a certain way that you didn't expect. 100%. 100%. But then, I don't want to ignore the fear that comes with it, too. No, When you it's... first put it on, like, okay. there's, like, this intense scare. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I putting yes. myself out there for? I've been there. I've been there. I think it's... I, but I think it's, like, you have to ask yourself, like, if you can... If you're getting past that fear to wear it, mm-hmm. then what is... What is underneath that? Like, what's driving that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's certain things that you're afraid to do that you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to back on out of that, okay? <laughs> but then there's other things you're like, I just have to push past this. 
You know, like if you get to a place when you're doing something, you have to push past it. You do have to ask yourself, okay, what's, what is the meaning behind mm-hmm. it? And is, is there a deeper meaning behind why I need to do this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause I mean, for some people it's even like, think about it. Like you wear a tie. Some people don't feel, even don't feel safe wearing a tie. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, did you hear about that story about this girl who kissed their partner on the train and this guy screamed dyke and had a confrontation, confrontation with her. And mm. as they're walking away, trying mm. to get away from this, the guy comes up behind her and punches her. Oh my God. It's just... And she's fractured, it fractured her spine. I mean, like, it's Jeez. some serious stuff out there. It, oh God, you think living in New York City, everything's cool and yeah. we're, we're in a big melting pot, yeah. but you still true. have to be careful. No, you do have to be careful. And it's, I mean, and, and there's still, as far as we've come, there's still a lot of ignorance and there's still people who are extremely intolerant and just assholes. Yeah, You know, and, sure. they're, and they're trying to take people down because they don't... Because they feel like they should have a, a say in how mm-hmm. that person lives their lives. And that's, I mean, to me, that's just insane. I, yeah, I, don't, I still don't understand that. Yeah, I like, can't. I, I you can go never. do you. Like, what does that right. have to do with me? It's nothing, nothing. It's like those two kissing, those people kissing somehow offended him. Yeah. Like, that was it. I don't understand it. Why yeah. do you have to say anything about it? Yeah. Oh, why do you have to get any, in any involvement? Why does it matter to you so much? Oh, yeah. You know? Why do you have to chase after them? So why do you have to get physical? Exactly. Exactly. Like, what's like what's going on in your life if that's what you have oh, to do? Oh, for sure. Isn't that incredible? It's terrible. It really is. But you know what? You're right. It's like, you know, going back to what you said about wearing ties, it's like, it is, there's there's a part of that, you know, that for some people and, and, and for, for a lot of people, when you first start doing it, there is a... There's a courageousness to it. Oh, yeah. You know, and saying, no, this is what I want to look like. This is what I, this is how I feel attractive. I'm always impressed by people I see on the train who are wearing suits to straight up coming in, very masculine, presenting. And I'm like, that kudos to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a whole thing because you, there's a I whole, can feel it. Yeah. there's a whole element of like staring and the people looking, they don't mm-hmm. stand. Like, and the thing is, it's like, sometimes you have to try to walk with that in, in that sort of, in your power. Oh yeah. You know, and say, this is me, you know, and I have a right, I'm here and I have a right to show up this way. Oh, for sure. You know I'm like, I mean? It just presents them. It's them. It's yeah, who they exactly, are. Exactly. Exactly. And who are we to knock that down? I, I just, I also feel very strongly in that why would you try to remove somebody from their power? Mm-hmm. Like, if that person's doing that and they feel so good about it, they obviously found something. They have found their power and they're connecting to it. And now you want to remove that from them. Like, yeah. what part of you thinks that's okay? It's like the misery loves company thing. It's, it's I don't, incredible. I, I it don't is understand incredible. It. It's incredible. It's, it's really don't hard. Don't you want for me. people to be happy? Well, you would think, right? Yeah, you think. One that would maybe. think, <laughs> right? You know, I, some people don't. You know, some people are so miserable they don't want other people to be happy, which is pretty sad. You know, um, but anyway, I don't. I don't get too far because I can get into the dark place. <laughs> I know we're go, we're going. Uh, we can go we're to the there. sunken place with this sadness, but um, I, I want to. Um, I want to wrap up today, but I want to say I want to say thank you so much for being here and sharing your your stories. I mean, oh, I, I love hearing about you being a flight attendant and you know showing up. Like we need visibility on in all industries and in all levels and all, on all vehicles. Like we really need visibility and to see you doing that and showing up as somebody who presents as more masculine as a flight attendant is such a beautiful thing and I love it. Thank and you. Yeah, it means I, I think it's so great to. I, again, I am still hoping that I get on a flight yeah. and you're there. <laughs> I'm now thinking I need to book a flight on America. I, I hope you do. Just to make that happen. Just say myself. hi. Wave so me down. I can, listen, there are going to be cameras out. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be snapping. <laughs> it's going to be great. But listen, I, I want to thank you so much for being here, 
today. Do you want to share any sort of thing? Are you going to plug anything or you're not ready to plug it? Find me on on Instagram. Yeah, Fables, okay. F-A-B-L-E-S, 108. Excellent. If I do something, Excellent. it'll be there. Excellent. Yeah, so go ahead and follow follow uh, Angelina on Instagram and so that when her superhero comic book comes out with people of color, yes, you guys need to be on top of that and you need to buy it and you need to, you know, make sure you're supporting it because I love that. Angelina, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. And thank you for doing this. Oh, my it God. It means a lot to oh. hear people out there just representing themselves oh, and being you. happy. Oh, thank you so much. So that's why I do what I'm doing. So thank you for saying that. It means the world to me. And, you know, having guests like you on that, you know, are just furthering that cause, you know, I thank you for being here. I yeah. really appreciate it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Rate, comment, um, hit us up if you have any questions.